Petersfield's Shine Radio. This is Petersfield Shine Radio. I'm Lonely Needs, and my special guest today is an artist from Bristol, but she's coming to Petersfield. She's showing at the Petersfield Museum and Art Gallery in March. So ahead of that, I thought I would give Catherine a call and find out all about her and what you, dear Petersfield Shine Radio listeners, can expect. I welcome today, hello, Catherine Knight. Hello, thanks for having me. You are an artist that works in gouache, oil and watercolour. And when I read that, I thought, wow, that is a huge discipline to be across. And, and we'll come to that later. And also, I'd like to talk to you about your practice and where you get inspiration from. You have a solo exhibition at the Petersfield Museum and Art Gallery that's starting in March. How are you getting on with that? Are you are you done with everything that you're bringing? And what can we expect to see? Um, yeah, it's all done. It was all ready by the end of last year. And it's, I'm just collecting some work from the framers this afternoon. Um, so it's going to be seven watercolours, well, gouache, actually, and 10 oil paintings. And what sizes are your work? Because I've seen that you do very, very small pieces of work and very large pieces of work on canvas and board. So tell me about that. Yeah, it's a real mixture. So I normally start by doing works on paper with gouache to kind of work out my ideas. And then after that, I went and made some larger pieces, um, especially once I knew I was having the show at the Flora Tort Gallery at Petersfield. I knew I needed to make some bigger pieces to sort of fill that space. So there's also two larger oil on linen, which are 160 by 120. And yeah, I really enjoy working on a large scale as well as on a small scale. It's quite a different uh, feeling. And are you going to bring any of your notebooks so people can see how you work and your practice in the exhibition? Not notebooks, but there will be some uh, books about Edvard Munch because the whole exhibition is inspired by... A visit to his summer house. Okay, let's talk about that. Let's talk about where this exhibition um, is is inspired from. Um, so I've always been a fan of the work of Edvard Munch, um, and as a teenager, I kind of related to the really dark, uh, moody works, which are more famous, like The Scream. Yes. Um, and then as I've got older, I've really related more to his more uh, landscape-based pieces and he left all of his work to the state of Norway when he died so to see his work you really have you have to travel to Oslo so I've always wanted to do that. And that is that what you did? Yeah so last February I decided to go to Oslo to kind of make a pilgrimage to see his work because he's got this new big uh, museum dedicated to him so it's 13 floors a big beautiful um beautifully designed architectural building on the waterfront in Oslo so I went there and spent the day just looking at all of his work and then the next day I visited the little summer house that he spent a lot of time in now tell me how you pronounce where that is please I think it's Oskarstrand but I could be wrong yes because it's an it's spelled with an a and I looked at that and I thought I'm gonna have to ask you yeah I think it's that but probably someone who speaks Norwegian would laugh at that um, and it's this tiny little well, it's quite an interesting contrast because he's got this huge new museum in Oslo and then this little house was his original museum so when he died they turned this into his first museum and it's literally a little fisherman's cottage so one bedroom one room that he lived in um, with bright yellow walls and it was just amazing to go and see it Everything, everything's been left just the way it was when he died and it was a 
really cold but sunny day so I had these bright blue skies and this yellow building that he um where he lived so a lot of the paintings have got this contrast between the blue and the yellowy orange because that's what I was going to say that it his work is very dark with the scream everybody thinks of mental health issues and all that kind of things but your work is very light you know you're the blues that you use are very beautiful tell me about how you how you're in how you've translated his inspiration into your work yeah well I think I think he's a bit misunderstood or people sort of know him for the for the scream and the, the mm. dark stuff and actually the other day on Radio 4 someone dismissed him as kind of deathy and I and I was thinking oh there's so much more to him he also painted a huge painting of the sun and he he loved swimming outside and nature and there was there was a whole period of his work that was very light and beautiful and an enjoyment of nature but I think people don't know them quite as much um but yeah I, I guess I wasn't trying to paint like him it was the no. paintings are about my experience of of visiting his house i'd like to describe your paintings but i wouldn't do a very good job so i would ask would i could i ask you to tell me how you paint because i find your it's very colorful bright airy they're they're very moving in terms of um what you know your work is very it's very delicate but very powerful and it's there's a stillness to it and these are the feelings I get looking at it, oh, and there's an there's an there's an isolation there, but yeah. it is it it feels like I'm looking at it and in it. Yeah. So the show the show is called Long Shadows, and that's because I visited in February, and there was this kind of low sun, really strong low sun the whole time. So everywhere I went, I was presented with my own low long shadow of my silhouette which also features in the work of Edvard Munch. He's often got his shadow in his work. So everywhere I went, I kind of was reminded of me being on my own on this um, pilgrimage. Um, and yeah, the way that I work is, I guess, linked to the idea, the fact that I use watercolour and oil. So when I'm painting in oil, I'm trying to keep the looseness and fluidity of a watercolour painting. So I work with quite thin oil paints in layers and I try and keep it quite economical and not overwork them. What does that do to the work, keeping it thin and layer? I want to keep it fresh and immediate like a sketch, even though it's a possibly a big oil painting. So it's trying to keep that immediacy and sketchiness. I think when I look at other artists' work, I'm always drawn to their sketches and their looser, quick works. So yeah. I want to, my finished work to have the quality of a quick watercolour, hopefully. Although it's taken time. Yeah. That instant freshness, but you've got all that experience behind that stroke. Definitely. So I work in layers, so I'll put a base layer down, let that dry, and then build up a few more layers on top. So it's kind of a long process, but a few, over a few weeks, maybe. So um, is it? do you take all your work, your images back to the studio? Do you work? You don't work alfresco. No, I don't. And I definitely didn't when I was in Norway because it was minus temperatures and it was yeah very icy so I was just when I was actually there I was just taking photos and taking it all in and chatting to the curator who showed me around um, and then I came back looked at all my photos and it was sort of a yeah process of developing it from there. And how do you develop your work after you've taken the photographs what's what's your next step what how do you how do you start? 
I normally go straight from the photo into a into a gouache on paper, um, and I'm just trying to. I guess it's a simplif- simplifying um, from the photo, trying to get the kind of essence of the feeling, and yeah, maybe intensifying some of the colours. Um, yeah, it's quite direct from the photo. Catherine, tell me about the, the, your style of painting. What can you tell me about that? How would you how would you describe it? Yeah, oh, <laughs> that's a tricky one. I'm trying to keep it. I'm I'm often using thinner, so I'm thinning the paint down and applying it in kind of thin washes, and yeah, trying to keep a kind of uh, looseness and calligraphic nature to the brush marks to give an impression of yeah, capturing a fleeting moment or what it felt like to be in that place. I think the idea of a sense of place is really important to me. So it felt really um, magical to visit this place that I'd imagined in my head for so long. So I heard a Radio 4 interview with the writer Carlo Vnalsgaard. Yeah. And he was talking about his book about Edvard Munch, which is called So Much Longing and So Little Space. What's What's that about? Um, so I read that in 2019 and that, that kind of re in re-sparked this desire to go and visit the Munch Museum. Um, and he's talking about, he also visited the summer house. And I guess it's, I don't know, I had this feeling of time is, feels like it's passing and things are changing very rapidly. But also going there, it felt like, oh, some things change stay the same and I stood in this spot and I could literally see lots of different monk paintings around me so he monk painted lots of different landscapes all within this kind of mile radius of his house so as you walk around the little town you you can just see oh that's the building from that painting and that's the shoreline and it had this real sense of wow this hasn't changed much and it it felt really magic even even though it was over a hundred years ago your your work is magic it's uh, it's really, it's just a very unusual it's very strong and powerful oh i look forward to seeing it it's very it's it, you can feel the coldness in the paintings as well yeah good i hope it feels yeah there's an iciness underfoot yeah it's there's bright orange and yet you feel the chill it's it's quite interesting that you've captured that so, Catherine, how did you find yourself exhibiting at the Petersfield Museum and Art Gallery? How, how are you coming to us? What happened? Um, well, it's actually through Instagram. So during lockdown, there was a thing called the Artist Support Pledge where artists were selling work for, it could be anything below £200. So selling off sort of little pieces. And Louise Weller bought one of my pieces during lockdown. And I think she was following me on Instagram since then and then when she got the new role at the Petersfield Art Gallery she asked me to be one of the exhibitors in the following year so it came from that. Matthew Burroughs I interviewed and he set up the artist support pledge just before lockdown on something like the 17th of March he could see it all coming and his he's fantastic fantastic work he's got a knighthood for well an MBE for his work hasn't he? Yeah I think Instagram's a really good way of connecting, you know, beyond the reach of where you live as well. So that would be my top tip to people trying to get their work out there. And do you still utilise the um, Artist Support Pledge? Um, Not so much now. It was good in lockdown as a kind of, it was a good way to kind of sell 
older pieces of work maybe or smaller things. It was a um, lot. But was recently, a... yeah, it was, it was a lifeline at that point. Yeah. But recently I've been more focused on, yeah, making this specific body of work for this show, so le- um, less so. It kind of o- made it okay to put your work up for sale somehow. And I think artists had felt funny about doing that before because it looked like you weren't showing in a gallery or something. So, But yeah, as a way of making connections with people, it was really, really powerful. Did you make lots of connections in terms of, you know, you reached a wider audience, um, I would imagine? Yeah, definitely. I think because a lot of people were looking at their phones and were online at that point in time, I think, because the world did just stop, didn't it? Um, it did. I, I did a project called Isolation Windows and I asked people to send me their window view. Um, I painted over 180 windows in the end and that was a real way of connecting because it kind of grew and then I posted them online and then people sent me their window and it kind of... Yeah, so I found lockdown weirdly a good time creatively <laughs> well th- that's fantastic that you can you can di- divert divert that energy um and make it into a positive we've spoken about what visitors can expect at the flora twort uh and let's remind everybody when it runs to and from um so it starts on the 8th of march and runs until the 3rd of june um there's going to be a fully illustrated catalog available with a a fantastic essay by Louise Weller and there's going to be an in conversation in May between me and Louise I think that's on a Thursday evening oh brilliant well I look forward yeah, to that. and there's also a zoom art workshop on a Saturday in March I think so we there's I'm leading a painting workshop online so people can learn the kind of monk painting style and talk about the exhibition well I'm um... I'm a big fan of Edvard Munch and um, it's not all about the scream as people will discover. <laughs> he, he was a much talented artist. So thank you for bringing a bit of Oslo to Petersfield and Edward Munch Aww. to Petersfield. That's thank a very you. fantastic thing to be doing. So I look forward to seeing your work. Oh, thank you. Brilliant. Thank you, Catherine. And if you want to find out more about Catherine and her exhibition, go to the Petersfield Museum and Art Gallery to get tickets for her solo show that starts in March. Or check out her website at CatherineKnightWithAC.com. What was the rival to the VHS video format? Which author predicted the Apollo moon landing? Who became the youngest winner of the Wimbledon men's singles title? Petersfield's Shine Radio with Ian Crossman. I have quiz questions on all sorts of topics for you to test your general knowledge and see if you can score the magical five out of five. The Brighter Minds Quiz is proudly supported by Churches College. Every Saturday and Sunday night from nine. Petersfield's Shine Radio. Radio.